Dr. Peaky. Welcome to the Peaky channel. Today, it's time to pique my interest. Are you using one card for all your expenses now, but the idea of earning even more rewards sounds exciting? Well, I went in deep with a full analysis that answers this question. What can we do to maximize credit card rewards? If that piques your interest too, then listen on. Tip number one, always charge your credit cards instead of paying with cash. I feel like by now I've already drilled that in, yeah? Paying with loose bills you have in your wallet at the convenience store for candy means you're missing out on points. Yes, it adds up, so get swiping. Credit card companies will love me for being such a big advocate because that's exactly what they're trying to get everyone to do. Use their cards for everything. I gotta be very clear here. I am advocating for everyone to use your cards as long as you're paying off your bills fully and on time because that's a big piece of how you're raking in the benefits. Tip number two, find your best credit cards. Heard me say your, right? Here's what I mean. Everyone's spending habits will be different. There's socioeconomic and lifestyle factors all in the mix, which means everyone will need to fill their wallets with cards that'll give you the best bang for your profile. Don't know how? Check out episode six where I share my way of filtering through all the cards in the market. By the way, since episode six can be harder to digest with just audio, I created a video on my YouTube channel. Go take a look. Let me know your feedback. I hope it's helpful. Did you catch that for tip number two, finding your best credit cards was plural? That's right. Tip number three is to use a combination of credit cards. One of the best ways to make sure you're getting the most back with all the purchases you make on your cards is to diversify your wallet. The key is to charge expenses to the card that will provide the most points back in its spend category. That way, you will be awarded with the highest potential. Tip number four, take advantage of the card benefits. If the card offers a welcome bonus, make sure you meet the criteria to get it. These one-time newcomer bonuses can offset your annual fees for years. The Chave Sapphire Preferred Cards welcome bonus is 60,000 points, which equates to $750 in travel rewards. The annual fee is $95. That's almost eight years of no annual fees. If the card offers a higher point conversion rate, when redeeming it a certain way, then do it. That's why you should use the welcome bonus for the Chase Sapphire Reserve card on travel, not for cash back, even though you do have that option too. Redeeming points for travel gives you 50% more. So why wouldn't you? Tip number five, reassess the value of your credit cards as often as you're able. Did you know that credit card annual fees can increase? Yep. The card benefits can also change. Yes. Even if you signed up 
for the card with a $95 annual fee, next year it could be $200. Watch out for communication on these things. That means you'll need to figure out if these cards are still worth it for you. I personally live a busy work life, so I tend to reassess every two years. I know some people go even more aggressive than that and switch out every year, or less than that even. Do what works for you though. Maximizing your credit card rewards would be ideal, but you also don't want that to stress you out. Okay, for those of you whose spending profiles align with mine, let me share with you which credit cards I found to give me the best value back. To test this out, I sorted through a bunch of cards, a myriad to list. Using the method I taught in episode six and my same spending report for 2022, I narrowed it down to six different cards for my analysis. Again, remember that everyone's spend report will be different. My conclusions are based on how I typically spend. For starters, here's a little background on me. I'm a medical professional in one of the highest cost of living regions of the states. I'm in my 30s with no kids. I tend to travel for vacation pretty modestly, eat out probably twice a week at most, get groceries often, and keep other non-essential expenses to a minimum. For my spending profile, it came down to six core cards for my everyday spending. One premium travel card, one card for food, one card for gas, two for certain retail purchases, and one card for my everything else category. Here's where I plan to swipe the cards in my winning combination. Number one, Chase Sapphire Reserve for travel, taking Lyft, rental cars, and hotels for 10x points, flights for 5x points, free airport lounge access for me and plus two more heads, travel insurance, and global entry renewal. Number two, Amex Gold for food, 4x points for restaurants and supermarkets, and a $240 stipend every year on Uber Eats and Grubhub. Number three, Chase Amazon Prime for 5% back at Whole Foods and Prime orders. Number four, City Costco for 4% gas and 2% back on Costco buys. Number five, Target card for 5% back on all Target purchases. Number six, Wells Fargo's Active Cash card for my everything else category to get 2% back on everything else. The runner-up premium travel card against the Chase Sapphire Reserve was Capital One's Venture X card. I calculated that if I kept each card for two years and charged all my expenses on them, the reserve card would have given me $400 more back in points. I also checked if I had used my five other cards and then charged travel on the Venture X and reserve cards if the difference would vary. It was the same $400 more back with reserve. That's not a minute difference. I could get retail therapy with that, or if I wanna be practical, a few more trips to Costco. 
I did one more cross check to see if indeed a combination of these six cards would fare me better than if I had just charged everything on one premium travel card. At the end of two years, the difference would have been almost $1,900 more back for using a combination of six different cards versus just one premium travel card like Venture X or Sapphire Reserve. Almost $1,900 more. Mm. A difference that large could go toward rent payment or mortgages. I personally love the sound of that. So, if you're like my boyfriend, who just uses one Sapphire Reserve card for everything and likes to live a simple life, I get it. And there's nothing wrong with that. I do what I do as a choice to maximize my rewards. That's my thing. It's what I'm good at. That's how I justify the added complexity. Funny thing is, as I was recording this very episode, I paused to let him know about the difference of $1,900 because this is literally what he does. He just has his one lonely card for everything. And he said, oh, and looked at me as if he was thinking, wow, there are people who run the numbers on things like this. <laughs> oh, yes, there are. I like to know that I'm doing my best to save where I can. I also like to feel confident about my decisions. So having done the deep dig on the numbers devoids me of having to just work off of assumptions. Now I can feel assured that yes, managing a combination of more cards is in fact giving me a better deal than working off just one. Now that was probably a lot for some of you. Watch out for a video to capture all this and the table I made. Ugh, trust me, the material is much easier to digest with my videos. Check back soon. What's your winning combo? There's so much content we can cover on credit cards, but we'll have to stop here because I'm ready for bed. I'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye for now.